Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about the winning cycle. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients and put it into this course. It's in an easy to follow video format. It's got all the contract scripts and forms that we use in our daily business, and everyone that joins gets a free one on one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all I got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. Happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. Welcome to today's TED Talk. Tick? Oh, TED Talk. TikTok. TED. TikTok? Are you saying TikTok or TED? TED Talk. Okay, TED Talk. I mean, we can TikTok if you want. Like, dance, dance, move, move, clap, clap, shake, It's fun to watch those videos. I don't want to have TikTok, but I see, you know, they repost on yeah, Instagram. Instagram. Kind of fun to watch, but I don't I don't know if I want to do them. I I see there was all the craze when somebody I think said they sold a piece of land on TikTok and then everybody wanted to become TikTokers on land at one point. I remember this a couple years ago. But I've, I'm never I don't have TikTok. I didn't know someone sold land on TikTok. They somebody somewhere some guru saw it and then they tried to make a couple episodes and everybody had to start land TikToks. Huh. But I do make some Instagram reels, which is kind of a similar setup, but I, I do them for big cheese. I figure it's a kind of a cool oh, way to... on your personal yeah, one. On my personal Instagram, yeah. Kind of a cool way to highlight his growth in, in life, and his seemed to get really good responses. Like, I mean, he's oblivious to all of it, of course. He's yeah. just dad with his phone taking pictures, and he sees... And Jackson and Jordan like it because they, they help me pick out the music for it. But he's got, I think, all in probably close to like 12,000 views wow. on his like four or five videos. People love babies. They do. They do. Especially goofy ones that are full of uh, energy. It reminds me of the guy, the dad on TikTok who had the little baby girl. She is still, uh, she's younger than Kaysen. Uh-huh. And he puts a pair of drumsticks in her hands uh-huh. and he drums and with her, like she's going hardcore. Have you ever seen that? Uh-uh. Uh, no, no. Anyway, he did it once, uh-huh. right? And it, Every mom thought it was the cutest thing ever. So now he does like one every single day. You oh, know? wow. <laughs> but, New song with the baby yeah, jamming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, if I was very musically inclined, I might do something like that. I'm not musically inclined yeah. one bit. Uh, it's cool, too, because now the baby holds the sticks and she she's drumming. Like, if he doesn't grab her hand, she's looking back at him like, come on, Dad, play, play. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it's, uh, so you, you kind of teed it up with, the, the show topic of the wind cycle and it sounds like that dad's kind of found uh, a, a winning combination there and you know today's topic I I think about that kind of I don't want to say arrogance but it's almost an arrogance when you you get on a roll and you start seeing success and success breeds success and we still continue to move forward and you get this air about you that you don't feel like you can lose yeah is that is that a confidence or arrogance I don't know it's and like I and I and I as we told you at the beginning of the year, my first half of the year, I was doing a lot of deep diving into into intro personal stuff, like just trying to understand the the mind a little bit better, why we do what we do, what trauma drives what, and you know what I found is that the, you you said that is that arrogance or is it confidence or wh- whatever that split is, and there's a bit of narcissist there's a narcissistic tendency in that in that you 
you don't think you can do wrong. Mm-hmm. And I and I I'd like to believe that you know when we get started and we talk about I, you you showed me for the first time the opening for our YouTube channel the video that you you've done which is great by the way I mean it's it's it looks really good and I think it launches here pretty quickly but it's you know you start we started a two and a half acre deal and. We just did a 2,400-acre deal, and we're starting to see those things pop up under contract or go on a market, go on a contract. We're still, we're still finalizing everything on it. But there's a confidence there, like, yeah, I can look at this deal. I understand the, the nuances, the base, the base fundamentals, and I know I can, I can a, a, attack that, and I can accomplish those things and still hit those markers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely seen both sides of this, so I get what you're saying. Like, you know, once you start, well, and like we were just saying, right, you start small, you win, you increase your spend your acquisitions you're winning again mm-hmm. you just keep growing and growing and the confidence side of it comes from like yeah hey, i know what i'm doing yeah right i've also seen the definite arrogance side of it mm-hmm. i mean that's how i went broke i've said the story a million times but like oh eight oh nine i'm selling houses left and right mm-hmm. all i hear on the news is that um markets are crashing everywhere mm-hmm. and i'm sitting here going huh these fools, <laughs> you know, I'm that, better than everybody. I just sold at nine closings this month. Like <laughs> this can't get me. And then all of a sudden I'm parking my car, two condo complexes over because a tow truck guy came by. <laughs> so I know where you're at, <laughs> man. And I, I get that. And that's, and there's a, there's a, like we're getting into that spooky season right now. And I feel like we've done pretty well with, I, I can speak for myself with my land deals. I feel like I've done pretty well. I've, I've hit some good wins sitting on piles of cash, putting piles of cash to work. And then I'm like, okay, what, what does quarter three, quarter four, what is the beginning of 2022 look like? Do we need to be more risk adverse? Do we hold back? What are we doing? And I don't want to get to that arrogance thing, mm. but there's also a, there's a bravado in a, 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 a growth and a confidence when you, you kind of figure out your, your spot, your niche, and whether it takes you one for 200 or one for 3000, you know, you keep sending the mail and it keeps the machine fed and it keeps deals pumping through. You know, and, it, and I, I go back to the example. If I take a brand new investor and they throw out 5,000 pieces of mail. Oh, be careful what you say here. No, <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> that, that one got you a ton of response last time I you said something like that. And then when you say, okay, well, here's what you need to do. Go back to project one and do it. And they go, oh, you really want us to put $30,000 in letters out. Yeah, I do. I want to see if you can handle it. Because you, it's, if I'm telling you that melted me down, it's, I've seen what it does to people. Yeah. Like, um, but Anyways, if I give a new investor, tell them, hey, put out 5,000 pieces of mail, and it's their first time to ever do it, and eight days into it, they haven't heard anything yet, they're freaking out. You know, they're like, oh, God, did, did the mail run? What should I, should I be, what should I do? You know, and then if I told you to put 5,000 pieces of mail out today, you don't even think about it again. You're going to put 5,000 pieces of mail out. Three weeks from now, you're going to be like, huh, I should have started hearing something by now. You may go check your tracking at Rocket Print. And that's a cool thing about Rocket Print. You can see when they're starting to hit. Okay, then I'm gonna go check my post office box. I hadn't hadn't went there in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool! I got some letters back. Oh, hate, hate, hate. Yeah. And then when you know you got a bunch of hate, the stuff's falling right behind it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when you were saying that, talking through that. I was thinking how back in the day when when we got started, right? <laughs> back when we had to walk uphill both ways <laughs> to the post office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't hear of people putting out 5,000. Or if when you did, you're like, damn, they put out 5,000 yeah. or 10,000 pieces of mail. Now it seems a whole lot more common. You do. And I I think there's a, I don't, I don't know how to say this. And it's, and we, we typically are more positive, upbeat on the show. Mail counts are going up in, in certain asset classes. When people are, there's more money in here. I mean, I've got C guys offering to use their self-directed IRAs. And I've got 800 grand in my self-directed. I'll put to work for you. As you see money come into this niche more money than the guy with what is just in a savings account, 
you will see more people spending money on marketing to create deals. That's just, it's inevitable. It's not a saturation. It's just, there's, there's more people working up an asset class. So if you said, Hey, I'm going to break it down from like the one acres in the deserts to the, the forties in the deserts, to the bass boat style properties, to the ranches, people are leveling up into different asset classes, which creates more people looking at deals. Yeah. I still will argue every day though. There may be just as many single home, investors in Dallas Fort Worth as there are land, land investors, investors across in the, whole the country. country. Oh, yeah. I, I would I would I would second that in a, in a heartbeat. And especially when you go up like you're okay in the bass boat property that niche is I mean the number of people is super small because still the strong majority of land investors when they first get into it are you know they're working that buy for 1000 stuff for 3 or 4000. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. You got to get started somewhere. Mm-hmm. When you move into that bass boat like the competition is I mean it's thinned out big time and yeah. when you go above that like yeah, it's, it's even mean, less. And, there, and there's a few people that do it, but those people that do it have found that win cycle. Yeah, They had they didn't just jump into it, or they were partnering with somebody that says, hey, man, this works. This is how we do it. This is it just, And they jump into it. I had a, uh, We had a recent client. He His first deal that we're probably going to buy is he has cash, and he, he's in a different situation than most people uh, that are investing with us, but you know, 125000 150000 in acquisition funds he's already got set aside, and... He gets an $85,000 deal, come back. I think we offered we offered on another property. They said, hey, we want to sell this one. We offer them sixty grand. The brothers, the, the three brothers or four brothers said, hey, we want $1,000 an acre, eighty six grand. Broker opinion's like two hundred grand on this thing. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, hey, I see I see 170 on the low side all day. And broker's saying 200 Okay, we're close. We're, we're, we're profitable, so let's pull the trigger. Now it's the first big deal. It's the first deal. And he's like, man, do I eat up all my funds or not? Where to me, I'm like, Shit! How do I get a piece of this deal? You want you want to you want to throw a little cash? My like, throwing cash with you, and that's the, you know, the difference in what season or what cycle you are into the, your your entrepreneurship, and that's a, it's a it's okay. It's not wrong to be letting somebody that's helping you along the way, somebody that's had into that win cycle there, because they're not going to lose money. They they may get overconfidence at time, but they're not going to intentionally cost themselves money. Mm-hmm. I mean. I- I kind of see where they're coming. Eighty six thousand dollars a lot for yeah. the first first deal. But just with this is a house, yeah. they would have spent yeah, eighty six thousand yeah, dollars yeah, yeah. to sell for one ten, oh, yeah, and they'd have been like at on HGTV saying, <laughs> "I'm a baller." Yeah, yeah. You don't have to convince me. I'm, uh, yeah. When when most of the people are starting at a thousand bucks, yeah, eighty six seems high. But uh, no, I'm. I mean, if he doesn't want to partner with you, I'm mean, more welcome to. <laughs> You're welcome to taking that deal. More, more he, welcome, he just you know? doesn't. He doesn't like. He doesn't like my bluntness. Oh, uh, that's. That's funny. And you do, you know what? You, you say that and it's kind of a joke, but there are people like that. They're like, you know what? I just don't like him because he's either a dick or he's an asshole. Oh. And, and I, and I have to preface sometimes like I'll get into a mode where like, I'm on the computer. We're looking at deals and I'm like, okay, Hey, I need to tell you, I apologize right now. Cause I'm going to be very direct and blunt. And it's not, a, it's not a personal attack or anything. It's just, I don't show emotion. when We look at these deals because as you go to that win cycle, you will say no more times than not, because you are confident that right there is going to be a, that's a red flag. We are not getting around it. No emotion about it. Move on to the next one. I'm not wasting any more energy on that because I got 10 more deals I need to look at. That's with anything. Some people like some people more than others. Others like other people more than others. Like, I mean, even you and I, like, we, you may love someone. I may like, yeah, hate them, right? That's just, that's just life. Right? Yeah. No, that's, know? yeah. It's, and, and, uh, we've seen that in other like industries too. People will, will want to work with some people. They won't mm-hmm. want to work with others. Whatever. Yeah. Get over I, it. Move on. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the point is, yeah. you know, if he doesn't like you, call me. Yeah. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> not at this point. I've already underwrote the deal. Now it's a, it's, a, I, I, I love this topic because 
there's so there's such a vast range of people here. You've got you even in our private group we have naysayers. They'll they say about everything. And it's just all oh, the mail counts it's getting saturated, the mail counts are this or that, and you ask them, Hey, where's your shop? Well, you know, everybody said Tennessee's a good state, so I mailed Tennessee. Well, if you're doing what everybody else is doing, you're gonna you're going to see some saturation there. Yeah. Naysayers I don't know, I feel like that you can get me going on that. That that stuff bothers me. I, and I don't I don't say that in a bad way, yeah. but you know, they're in in life. People are generally they're either pessimistic or optimistic. There's it's half glass full, sky half glass. In, yeah, the sky's falling. The sky's falling. Oh look, we got shooting stars everywhere. You know, the sky falling could be a beautiful thing. It's how you actually look at it, you react to it, and what you take from it. Because it's a, it's this is like I, I, I say this so much time, and I don't think people really grasp this one piece of it. They're, when sending direct mail out to get leads, you know, I don't care what your lead splitter source is, but just this talking about this in, in particular, there's a human element that mere you can never predict. Mm-hmm. We can't predict whether the government has given enough cash to people so they don't need it. Unemployment, they've gotten this stimulus checks, they have money so that the people that we normally see an opportunity from, they don't need the cash right now, so they're holding on to it. Um, you know, everybody's talking real estate right now. And, and does that mean people think it's worth more to them? Yeah, it's not something that's just forgotten about. They don't want to be the person that made the silly mistake and sold it to so-and-so for cash when they think they could get more because my hairdresser's talking about mm. being a real estate investor. Yeah. It's like crypto. When everyone's talking about it, it's, you, everyone's an expert. You're exactly right. And, and you know, the, the last week, it was last week's show, wasn't it? And we talked about crypto and land business. Yeah. And we had a lot of feedback from that where people were like, oh, yeah, either I'm a crypto investor too, you know, this— there's a thing. There, there's a difference in being a hobbyist, which I would I would say me and you are hobbyists in that we we've been buying and selling crypto for a long time, uh, since before land. But it's not something that we use to feed our families. Sure. We feed our family with land. Mm-hmm. That's that's 100. Now, if there's a way to cross sect the two because we understand the technology or understand what it is, then yeah. Would well, well, somebody says, Hey, Justin, I got I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give you one Bitcoin for that bass boat property you have. Oh, shit, if I got 10 grand in it all day, send mm-hmm. me the Bitcoin. Let's rock and roll. Now, saying, hey, I'm going to be a personal day trader and I'm going to show you how to Forex binary option trade crypto or whatever the fucking terms are those people use when they send me spam in my Instagram. <laughs> you know that. what I'm talking about? Oh, dude, I hate those people. They're fringe on Facebook yeah. and all that. And hey, just- <laughs> I see you're a fellow entrepreneur. <laughs> Have you? T- <laughs> Let me show you my binary options trading. You know, I, apparently maybe somebody makes money on that stuff. I don't know anything about it. Don't care to. Like, I have people at the gym... And I and I relate this to it when when the fire department guys that I work out with start telling me stock tips, then I know that because those guys have a lot of time to sit together and they yeah. talk and it's like a they're a think tank at all times mm-hmm. and they're they're always into something. And typically, when I talk to them, I start hearing it mainstream about two or three days later mm-hmm. because they heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody who then they brought it to the firehouse and they're on a three day rotation and then I'm getting the comment and. Mm-hmm. Am I am I shorting AMC? Am I doing this? Am I uh, whatever? Are we taking whatever to the moon? You know, whatever meme stock. Maybe that's the uh, trick right there. You know, because firemen, all that when they're not fighting fires or ambulance uh-huh. stuff, they're sitting around talking. They all have side gigs. Every one of them. Maybe that. Maybe that's the. I and I'm not saying it's bad because we have a lot of listeners that have transitioned from being firemen mm-hmm. to full time, mm-hmm. and, and some of the some of my wealthiest friends. That have came from nothing are were firemen at one point. That's what yeah. they did while they built their side hustle. And I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's kind of like when your hairdresser is talking to you about Bitcoin while you're getting your hair cut, and she works at Sports Clips or Great Clips or the the board the boardroom. You know, she's probably not in that winning cycle. 
I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole hairdressers at those places, but there's probably a pretty good chance. <laughs> I mean, and I don't say that, and I don't mean that in a, in a downgraded way, but what I'm saying is, we, for me, what I have found is when we get on a roll, I will say no more, but I'm I'm hammering out the good deals because I see confidence. I see I, the confidence in putting two and two together to make sure we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Do I feel like we kind of got a? Did we get away from winning cycle? Yes think, and no. Yeah, I, I think it all kind of relates. Right? I, it does because everything in life kind of revolves around it. You may forget that you're in a winning cycle, and you 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 forget to push through it because there is a time that you have to push through some of that stuff. Yeah. You know, whether mail counts up and it took you. 8,000 to get one deal, but that one deal made you 90 grand. Yeah. Looking back in hindsight, would you do it again? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to throw in too. I, I don't, can't remember if I said it or not, but like when you're in that winning cycle, I think it's super important to either have a think tank or take time yourself to think because I remember when 0809, right? Mm-hmm. When I already said this, I just, it was never on my radar to think, well, what if it the market does affect me? So yeah. I didn't have a plan. Like, like right now, we're doing really well, everything's going really well. But we're constantly having that conversation like, okay, well, what if it doesn't go well? What do we do? What, what's the exit strategy? Yeah. Where, do, where, where do you pull back the reins? What are your markers for that? And that's, those are mature questions to have. That's not 24-year-old Adam again or 23-year-old Adam. That's, you know, 39 man, Justin, 39-year-old <laughs> Adam thinking, okay, hey, what is our, what is our five-year look? How do, we feed, how do we feed the dog, the cat, the three kids, the wife? How do we make sure everybody has what they need as we keep moving forward? And what does that look like? Is there a point where we say, hey, cut off the mail, let it sit for two months, three months, just kind of feel these other ways, run into our other avenues if it subdivides or let that stuff go out? Or like I often tell people on calls is, hey, I try to keep around 200 grand out. Sometimes it gets up and creeps up. Sometimes it comes down because I know what that number looks like. And that gives me plenty of running room in the event that I see a hell of a deal or there's no deals for a while and I can live for a little bit. Yeah. But it didn't happen that, that way overnight. Nothing worse than not being able to pay those bills. No. It's because you no. overdid it, overextended or something. You're, you're exactly you got caught right. up in the arrogance. Yep. I was thinking about this, and some other people may try this out. Like, I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking about it. I was, I, I don't really don't even know how it came up, and I don't even know why I'm talking about it now. But <sighs> I'm driving down the road, I'm thinking about spare change, like, and just giving somebody spare change or whatever the kids have in a spare change. And I was thinking, you know, I could let the kids clean out the spare change. Then I should make them go sell all their toys that they're not using. They haven't used in a week and make them go sell it and take all that money. How much money do you think you could generate for your kids just by shit that's just laying around your house that they don't use anymore? Could you get, well, A, I have no idea because uh, I can't make Bear go sell his toys. Yeah. But uh, B, could you get the, them to go sell their stuff? Or would they all of a sudden be like, well, no, that's my favorite toy. I don't know. I, I guess I just had a minimalist thought. Like, what would Could I get up and move and live somewhere else for a year? And if I did that, what would I take with me? If I could only take everything in one bag. And so it's just this weird thought process that kind of went through my head. And it has nothing to do with winning cycle. Yeah, absolutely not. But, but, <laughs> but I just thinking about stuff like that and, and I, and it came from, and I know exactly where part of it came from. I was talking to a, a friend who her, her daughter's the same age as ours. And she was talking about getting ready. She's starting to play in college for her daughter now. And they have a program out there where you can lock in the price now and you start paying for it now. And she was like, it's 500 bucks a month to lock in the price for her now. And she's eight or nine. And I was like, wow. You know, are we, what, how do you, how do you, how do you do with that? You take your spare change and start like saving it and start putting uh, okay. it together and start gathering that up now. Um, because I mean, if you think about that, that's a pretty big expense that you possibly could have. Yeah. What if you do that? Is it an acorn where it rounds up every dollar you spend? Yeah. The savings or investment thing. Yeah. Could you use that for that? I guess. I mean, you can use it for whatever you want. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, didn't know if that money 
had to go into an investment account or if it could go into your savings account. No, it goes. I, I think it goes into an investment account, but it's it's not like a tax deferred or something you can't do to your retirement. Mm-hmm. So maybe a good way to do. It. Yeah, five hundred bucks a month Whew. for eight years, nine years, whatever. Till she yeah, for ten, ten years, ten years, ten years. Mm-hmm. Well, at least it's paid for at that point. You hope. <laughs> yeah. Better find a school where that budget fits. You hope. Kids are going to Tarrant County College. <laughs> Hey, whatever. That's where we started. Yeah. That's where we started. And look at me now. I've yeah, got a podcast. That's right. <laughs> get so. my, my buddy's getting recruited over here. <laughs> I don't know for what, but maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I think we'll end it. Yeah, I, I do. I'm sorry I went on a tangent. That's there, okay. Tangents, I, tangents are good. I think it. I think it's important, though, that as we do, like people are like, oh, I'm on this winning thing. You you see, and I, and I see this so much, is a guy will send out their first mailer, make a good amount of money. Watch them on Facebook. Then them and their wife are on vacation in the Caribbean for three or four times. They've got a new truck and they've done all this stuff and they didn't plan what's next and if it didn't hit next time. Because unfortunately, sometimes dumb luck, you feel like it's an ATM and it's a slot mm-hmm. machine. It's just going to pay out mm-hmm. versus building a track record of, hey, this is what my numbers look like. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, hopefully that opened up your mind a little bit. And uh, do us a favor. As always, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.